So we're going to learn Rav Schwab on Parshas Yisrael. Beautiful, beautiful piece tonight we're going to learn together. And it's going to tie in Kabbalah Satira with Purim. So already entering into the Shleishim Yan Kaidemachag. We're already within the airspace of Purim. And so this is going to be a very big treat and a good hachana for uh, the Yantiv HaBa'aleinu L'Tayva. So the Pasuk says, Vayetzei Meisha Es Ha'am, Vayisyatzvu Pesachdis Ha'ar. They stood at the foot of the mountain. Klal Yisrael, this is by Matan Taira. They stood at the foot of the mountain, Pesachdis Ha'ar, but Tachdis Ha'ar could also mean underneath the mountain, Tachas. Upirshu Chazal, the Gemara in Shabbos Peches, Amr of Abdimi Bar Chama, Bar Chasa, Melamed Shekafa HaKadosh Baruch Hu Aleim Es Ha'ar, Kegigis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu suspended on top of them Har Sinai like a gigis. What's a gigis? So Rashi says, Kuba Shematilan Ba Shechar. It's a barrel that they put beer into. Some intoxicating beverage, it's stored in this bottle, we, in the jug barrel, we call it gigis. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu put, the, put Har Sinai over their head like a barrel, and he said to them, If you're Mechabal the Taira, wonderful. And if you don't, if you're not going to receive the Taira, you're not going to accept the Taira, then there will be your grave, meaning you're going to be killed. I'm going to just bury you right now under Har Sinai. And this is like a, a very big get-out-of-jail-free card, if you will. This is a Maida Rabbah. This is a way that we would be able to theoretically get out of doing mitzvahs. Rashi says, If we're ever summoned to a, to a judgment, and the question would be, Why didn't you accept the Torah? Why didn't you keep the mitzvahs? We have a very good pass, we could say. That wasn't a real Kabbalah. You forced it upon us. You lifted a mountain over our head. You say, if you're Mechabalot are great, otherwise you're going to be buried. We had no choice. There was no option. So we took it. But we didn't really want to take it. So at that point of Harsinai, if we would have just stayed like that, in that Kabbalah state of Kafalemis Harkegigas, we would always be able to get out of any din. We would never be liable for any Averis that we do, because... We didn't want this. We didn't sign up for this. I, why did you accept it? Because he put a, a mountain over our head. Obviously, it's a no-brainer we're going to take it. We didn't want to die, but it's an Aines. We never wanted to really receive the Tyra. Okay, that's great, right? If the Gemara would end right there, we'd say, okay, let's, you know, let's party. But the Gemara doesn't end there. Amar Rava, Afal nevertheless, Hadar Kibluha Bimeach Hashverish. Klai Yisrael received the Torah again, they re-accepted the Torah during the days of Achashverosh, during Purim time, as the Pasuk says, Kimo that the Yidin were, they were Mekayim, and they accepted. They, they did, and they accepted, and we darshan Kaimo, Masha Kiblu Kvar. What's Kimo Vekiblu? We, we accepted, we we fulfilled what we had already accepted. 
What does that mean? That we already accepted the Torah, but it was Ba'inus. Now it was different. Now we re-accepted the Torah. We are Mekayim. We fulfilled. We accepted to fulfill Mashakim Ukvar, what we already accepted, which was at Harsinai. And if you look in Rashi, he says something very interesting. We accepted it during the days of Achashverosh. Why did we re-receive the Torah? Why do we accept it again anew? Because we loved the, the miracle. The miracle was very beloved to us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, performed this amazing miracle. We were all supposed to die. Hashem saved us through very, very uh, fascinating uh, ways during the times of Mordechai and Esther, and we were so grateful to Hashem, we, we accepted this Kabbalah's Hatayra again, Me'avas Hanes. So that's basically the Gemara in Shabbos Peches. Rav Schwab says, with Sarach Tam, Lama Higiyu, L'Kabbalah's Hatayra Baratzein, Dafka Yidei Avas Hanes, Achash Why did we only get to Kabbalah's Hatayra Baratzein through the Avas Hanes by the time of Achashverosh. That's one. If we did accept the Torah originally, why did we get punished? Right? And between the time of Kabbalah Satara until Mordechai Esther was many, many, many generations. All the Nevi'im, right? Really, Purim is like all the way at the end of the, like Anshik Nesagdel, that was really the tail end of all the Nevi'im. But until then, there was so many other Nevi'im. Yermio and Yecheskel and, uh, you know, Treyasser and all these Nevi'im. Some of, the, some of Treyasser was during uh, the time of Anshik Nesagdel, but there were so many, so many Nevi'im that reprimanded Kla Yisrael and said you're going to get punished, and there was punishment. Why was there punishment? We accepted it by Inez. Yeah. Is the Megillah the last piece of written? Yes, that? yes. Hanukkah is the last actual nes, but there was, it wasn't given over to be written, the Gemara says. But Purim was the actual last miracle that was given, that was canonized in Nach. In, in, in So listen to Rav Schwab's Teretz. He says, When it says that Klai Yisrael was Mechabalot Ba'ines, they accepted it, but it was was like foisted upon them, it was against their will, it was Ba'ines. It doesn't mean that 600,000 men and millions of women and children, they accepted it, against their will, they were ba'inis, they were scared and they didn't want it and it was just like completely like imposed on them. No, that's not what it means. Shari Amr Nasva We know that they said willingly Nasavanishma. Okay. The Taisus asks in Shabbos over there, why did they have to why was it forced upon them if they already said Nasavanishma? And Taisus says because maybe they would have backed out when they saw the fire at Har Sinai. They would have so Hashem had to like, you know, make sure that uh, they would not uh, renege. But anyway, for sure they said not, they wanted the tire. That's clear. It wasn't Ba'inis Mamish. It was, it was Baratzen. They did want the tire very badly. They said Nasavanishma. It was an amazing Kabbalah. Nasavanishma means that, you know, if I would come over to you and say, listen, sign here and, uh, and we'll do a deal together. Right? What do you mean we'll do a deal together? 
I want to read the fine print. I want to read what I'm signing up for. I want to know that I'm not, you know, giving over all my, my house and my car and whatever. Like, I, what, what am I signing? Klai Yisrael didn't say, Klai Yisrael, we don't care, we're signing, and you'll tell us later the fine print. They had no idea what they were accepting, all the details of the Torah. They didn't really know, they didn't care, they just wanted to accept it. It was very much Baratz in the, the Kabbalah Satire originally. So what could Chazal mean, says Rav Schwab, when, they, when Chazal say that, um, that they were Mechabalet Ba'ines, Ela Kavana hi, Sheikhailam Laimar, Laiki Balnu, that we only accepted it in this world of Aines and Hechrach. When we were forced upon, when it was forced upon us, that's the climate in which we accept the Torah. Klaimar. Let's understand the period in which we accepted the Torah. We didn't accept it in a normal time. It's like 2023 and there's total Hester upon it. We don't know what's going on in the world and that's when we accepted the Torah. We accepted the Torah in a period of time that Hashem's presence was palpable. It was manifest. You felt it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was leading Bnei Yisrael. It was L'mayla Midarech HaTeva. There was Eser Makas, and then there was Kriyas Yamsev, and then there was Matan Taira. We saw the Yad Hashem. Ben Buzi. Even a lowly maidservant was able to see something that the great Navi Yecheskel saw, who saw Maisa Merkava, the great Kabbalistic chariot of, of what's going on in Shemaim. He wasn't able to comprehend what a simple maidservant Alayam saw. So this was not a normal period of time. This was not normal. This was like they were living a supernatural existence. There was Urimatumim. That means every time you had a Shaila, the Kain Gadol had a breastplate, and the breastplate it had um, the Shem Hashem that was put into it, into the pocket of the breastplate. And then you ask a question to it, should we go to war, should we not go? And then there was like a computer, do, 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 and it would spell out exactly the answer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted you to know. If you had a personal issue, what should I do with this? Should I marry this girl? Do, 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 and it would, it would give you the answer theoretically. So it's a shaila whether or not it was only for national issues or it was even private issues. There's a guy that's mashed with it. It was even personal issues, that, she, that Eli used the Ermetumim to, to see what was going on with Chana, and he said that, she, he, he read, the, the trick of the Ermetumim was it didn't spell it out like straight, you had to decipher what the words were, so he thought it read Shikaira, that she was drunk, but really it was Kshera, and he says, he, he touches it beautiful into the Psukim, so, but you see from there that he was, that he used the Ermetumim even for private Shiloh, so, you know, you're living in a time that you mamish have HaKadosh Baruch Hu's answer right in front of you. Everything was there for you. you they were living with Hashem. They were in Moshe and Aaron and Miriam. You had Nevi'im running around that you could ask them and they would tell you what the Ratz Hashem is. So, This is what it means that the, the mountain was suspended over their head like a gigas. It's a no-brainer. Like, we, we accept the Torah, and we accepted it willingly, 
they were, you know, that they were accepting it upon themselves against their will. They were ba'ines, they mamash had a gun to their head and a mountain over their head. No. What it means is that they accepted the Torah in the context of that kufa. Yeah, I accepted the Torah because I saw Hashem. Hashem was right here. He was with us. So, of course, I accept everything in the Torah. It's not a challenge. Not even a, it's not even a question that I shouldn't accept the Torah. There's no Nisayan. If you're living in that time, of course you're going to accept the Torah. That's what it means. It was dangling over our head. We couldn't, like, we couldn't run away from it. The reality of Hashem's existence, of Anoich Hashem Lekecha, was right in front of us. Like, you couldn't hide from it. It was there. So, in that climate, in that Avira, so yeah, we were Makabal the Torah. But what happens in, uh, in, in 500 years, in 1,000 years, in 2,000 years? What happens if you're in Gaulus? for so long, and then there's no more nisim gluyim, there's no urimitum, there's no yad Hashem, you don't, see, you don't see the ashkacha right in front of your eyes, you don't see nisim gluyim, you don't see open, overt, public miracles, would I then be willing to accept the Torah? That's not so pasha, right? I, I, I can accept it now, because we're living in really holy times, but when Hashem hides His face from us, it's not fair to like expect Jews to keep the Torah so you know with such fervor because they don't have Hakadosh Baruch Hu right in front of them. So it's like an Ines. It's like we had no choice. We were we were completely under Hashem's spell at the time. But when Hashem's spell is not here anymore, so then maybe the Nisayin is going to be so great that we're not going to be able to keep it. And so that's what the Gemara means when it says that the Kabbalah Satara that they had was. Um, against their will, it was kafalim as hargigis. It was just like it was too much. It was so palpable the yad Hashem that and the hashkachas Hashem that they had no choice. They had to take it. But it was a maidah rabbi You have a, a, a huge get out of jail free pass because you could say yeshkayach. They accepted it there. You take minamat and tyra. I'll also be a good boy. But but I'm you know it's been a thousand years, two thousand, three thousand years now. And we haven't seen Matan Tyre with our own eyes. We haven't seen Kriya Sam. So, so what do you want from us? How can you expect us to keep the Tyre and expect a, we're going to keep Tyre Mitzvah so perfectly when, we, when that was an Ainus and now we're, you know, we're, we're left our own devices to have a Muna. We don't see it so clear. So why should we keep the Tyre today? It's not fair. Says Rav Schwab, V'lochein, Kishagol when we went into Galus Babel, and now the Shechina sort of that light went off. We didn't have the Beis we didn't have the Ramatum, we didn't have the Shechina. That this now during the time of of Galus Babel, which was the Tkufa of what of Purim, right? Purim happened. Everyone, I think everybody knows the order of of history, the way that that Tkufa. You had the Beis Hamikdash, the Bayis Rishon. Then, after like 400 and something years, we were, 400 and how many years? 420? 
four, the first one was 410 or 420? 410. After 410, we were sent into Bavel, right? That's where we had Nebuchadnezzar, we had Balshatzer, ultimately we had, par, we had, we had Purim, Achashverosh. And then, we, and then after Purim was over, we went back to Eretz Yisrael, not everybody, but a lot of people, and then we, uh, we had Bayes Sheni for how many years? 420. And then after the Churim Bayes Sheni, we were sent into where? Everywhere but Edom, right? Rome and, and, and Edom, and, and, and we're still in that Gaulus of Edom. So that's basically, so we went into Bavel after the Churim Bayes Rishon, at that point, there was no more Asherah Sashchina. We didn't see Hashem. It was Esther upon him. Hashem was hiding his face. Now they use this excuse. We didn't accept the Torah in this, in this, in this, in this uh, atmosphere of Hester upon him. What do you mean? But your, your great-great-grandfather, he accepted it by Matan Taira. There were Nisim Galuyim there. They, he, had no, he had no choice. Of course he accepted it. I do have a choice. I don't see you. So by me, it's a Suffolk. I, I don't know what to do. But I don't have to abide by that Taira that they accepted there. That was an Inus. They were forced by... They, they couldn't look away from it. It was so obvious that they should accept it. I don't have that. I don't have that, you know, clarity that they had. Now there's Hester Banim. And so they were starting to slacken off. They said, listen, you know, we don't have to keep the Torah. Once Purim happened, and now they had a love for the miracle, because the miracle, what was so great about the miracle of, of the times of Achashverosh that they fell in love with it? There was Avas Hanes. Why? Because the Nes was also Behester. There wasn't an open miracle like Kriyas Yamsov and like my, it was, it was all hidden. If you were living in the times of Purim, you wouldn't necessarily even notice that there was something that the Yad Hashem was anywhere to be seen, because everything was just sort of political. It was like okay, Zacharias he had this uh, viceroy uh, called Haman. Haman had a beef with uh, you know with this person with the Jews with Mardukai, and then they you know he wanted to kill them, and then they you know and then Big Sin and Sarah the whole whole, you know, domino effect, but you wouldn't see a mirror. We could see the panorama of the Megillah, and we know that there was Yad Hashem at every corner, but, you know, living at the time, you open up the Purim times, and, you, you know, you read every, this took place, I think there was, it was like a 12-year period from beginning of the Megillah to the end. We read it in like half an hour, but it was, it was 12 years. You didn't see every day, you know, wow, it wasn't lightning fast, all these things. It took time. You know, the, the Suda, the first Suda of Achashverosh, and then and then, and then the Suda that Marta, that Esther made for Hamanachashverosh, and this and that, and things were happening in Charvainan, but it took time to be able to have this whole thing unfold. You wouldn't be able to see that there was a miracle. They loved that Klayusyal. What did they see in that miracle? That even as they are in Golos, and it seems like Baruch is hiding his face. But when you, you feel that there's a miracle that was happening best upon him, you see that everything is really the Yad Hashem. That, there is, that even when it seems that Hashem is like annoyed by us and he's, in, he's hiding his face, he's not really hiding his face. He's testing us. And he, didn't, he never despised us. He was never moss in us. Even when he turns his face away from us, 
he's still very much involved in everything that goes on with us. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over Even when he's seemingly not looking, he is looking. When he's seemingly not around, he's very much around. When he seems to be hands-off, he's, on, he's hands-on. Then, they understood that we could be in all circumstances whether it's in the time of Mount Tyre, which was Nisim Gluyim, or it's the time of Purim, which is Nisim Nistarim, we're prepared to accept the Tyre under all circumstances. That was what, that's Hadr Kiblu Mechashverish Baratzin. They accepted upon themselves because they recognized that just as much as HaKadosh Baruch Hu was here with us by Mount Tyre, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu lifted the mountain over us, as it were, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here even during the times of Hester Panim, he's just as here. And so they had love for that, they appreciated that so much that they re-accepted the Torah, Kim of Now look what he says, V'hinei b'megillah Isa, the Gemara Megillah says, Avatimayin amalka Vashti lovei b'dvar ha-melech, that Vashti refused to come b'dvar ha-melech. Achashverosh summoned her to come before him, and she refused. Why? He wanted her to come before him wearing nothing but the crown, but no other clothing, because they want, he wanted to show her off to the kings and the princes. But she refused. Chazal tell us that a tale, the, why didn't she want? The Gemara asks, why didn't she want to come? She wasn't such a tznua. She wasn't a, a, from, a from woman. She was very much prutza. She, would, she normally would love that opportunity to show herself off. But the Gemara says that a Gavriel came and made her a tail. All right, so that's it's very strange. So if you look in the Marsha, he brings from the Aruch, Arisha in Shalei Asala Zanama. It doesn't mean that he, she mamish had a tail. No. Anything that's extra that somebody else doesn't have is called a zanav. So maybe, I don't know, maybe her nose grew bigger or maybe, uh, uh, you know, she grew an extra arm. I don't know, something happened that made, uh, that made her have something more than everybody else. That's called a zanav. But it doesn't mean that she mamish grew, you know, grew a tail. V'hikshal of a marsha, so the marsha asks on the aruch, who asked the Aruch to say that? Why don't you say she had a tail like a behemoth? So if Schwab says, I, can, I know what the answer is. I can explain why the Aruch said that it doesn't mean literally an animal's tail, but it means just something extra that was growing on her. What would have happened if he, she would have actually grown a tail? A zan of mamish. That would have been a supernatural miracle. Right? Where do you, when was the last time you saw a human being with, a, with a, an animal tail? Besides last Purim, when you know, people might have used that as a costume. But in real life, when did you say, you don't, you don't say, that's a nes nigla. The whole chap of the nes of Purim, the whole brilliance of the nes of Purim, the whole, what makes it unique is that it was not a nes nigla. There wasn't any trace of nes nigla. 
it was all nice nister. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted it that way because l'achain pira shaya shaya nira l'ain kikilkal tivish nasugah. Something happened to her body that made her a little bit deformed, but nothing in a supernatural way that you could say, "Whoa, what is that?" That's not normal. If if you're saying that's supernatural, that would ruin the whole nesaparim. The whole beauty of the nesaparim was that there was nothing supernatural. It was all seemed very tavadik, and from that we appreciated the fact that Akedat Shparchu is with us even in the darkness of Galus. And if he's there, and therefore we accepted the Torah again, because we loved seeing that. We loved the fact that it wasn't just when the mountain was suspended over us, and it was forced by nature of the, of the effects of mountain Taira, but even in the time of Galus. This is the, I think this is a great punchline that he ends off with. Now we can understand the words of the Chachamim and their, their riddles. You ever wonder why Chazal in this famous Gemara says that the, the mountain was suspended over them like a barrel? Why a barrel? Why not like a rock <laughs> or like a mountain? How about saying Hashem suspended Harsina over them like a har? Would that, wouldn't that be more... What are you saying like a, like a barrel? Such a funny thing. I, I mean, maybe like a shtender. Maybe he held it over their head like a shtender. Why a barrel? There's no such thing in... Well, don't take it so literally. Like, just move on. Like, it's not important. If Chazal say that word barrel, there's importance to it. So what does that mean? So Rav Schwab thought about that, and he said the following. Sheikh Rashi says that's a, a barrel that they would put beer in. They'd put some intoxicating beverage in. Didn't say that a basket. Chazal wanted to tell us something here. The kfia, this that it was forced upon us, the mountain by mountain Taira, what was the, how do you understand, what was being forced upon me? There was a shikris, there was an intoxication in the air at Mountain gluyim. Because we were so exposed to the nisim gluyim, these open miracles, we couldn't run away from it. Like it was so clear. It intoxicates, it makes, it makes the mayach go crazy. Like when a person is intoxicated, they go crazy. They're, they can't control their, you know, their normal behavior. We couldn't control our normal behavior. Meaning even if we wanted to say, we're going to take a pass, thank you, Hashem, we couldn't. Because it was so, it was so intoxicating. The avir of Matantair was so, the fumes, the aroma was so like Hashem, we had to, we had to accept. We, we didn't, we didn't have a choice. You know, sometimes something you're, you're like in a position that, you know, you have no choice. Like you know, trying to think of a, of a story that would, you know, just let's say uh, you go to Chaim Kanievsky, you know, and he tells you, uh, I had a friend who, uh, you know, he was suffering from. Uh, a certain ailment in his, with his hand. He couldn't, he was having a hard time like moving his hand and, um, and the surgeons weren't so clear that surgery would help. And so he went to Abchaim, he thought he'd get a bracha and be fine. Abchaim said, learn Mesechas Yadayim. One of the Mesechas, it says Yadayim. It's not unusual. Abchaim, 
used to always say these things, like, you know, if you had a, whatever, you know, whatever your ailment was, or whatever your problem was, you know, if you couldn't find the Shidduch, learn Mesechah's Kedushin. If you couldn't, uh, you know, whatever it was, learn, learn the Mesechah that Shayach to that problem. And he felt that the Torah itself has, has the greatest skula. So let's say, you know, you, you know, you're all, okay, you tell Reb Chaim, yes, I will learn Mesechah's Kedushin, I need a Shidduch, I'm going to learn Mesechah's Kedushin by, uh, you know, in a few weeks' time. And then, like, you know, and then you, you, know, you walk away, you, you leave Rechov Rashbam, and then, like, you're like, what did I just do? I was makabal on myself to learn Mesechus Kedushin. That's not a short Mesechta. By, by Purim, I'm supposed to finish the Mesechta. What, am I crazy? Well, what's the answer? The answer is that you were, sa- you were standing in front of Chaim Kanievsky. You didn't have a choice. I didn't, I didn't have a choice. What was I supposed to do? Say no? The God of Adar tells you to do this. But, like, after a while, you say, like, but that wasn't fair. I wasn't, I wasn't in a, a normal frame of mind. Because I was like intoxicated as by Rabbi Chaim, he told me to do something. Of course, I'm going to say not, you know, Mila Shemelai. I'm going to follow you. But like, but after a while, I'm back in America now. It's not so pashut. You know what should I do? And that's what Klai Yisrael felt like. Like, yeah, by Matan Torah, of course, Shkayach, the Rebbe was right there. I should say no. I didn't have a choice. It was Balkarche. I didn't want that. Maybe I did want. Maybe I didn't. But like, I didn't have a choice. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. I was intoxicated by the by Matan Tyra. I was drunk. I accepted it as a drunkard. I, I it, it's not fair. Now I sobered up. Now I don't know if I want it. But we may Purim, we may They reaccepted the Tyra in a state of sober, sobriety. They were sober. There was no nisim gluin. There's nothing like no awe, shock and awe moment that they were like, okay, we're mesmerized. We're God. We're sold. We can't. Hashem Olakim. There was no Hashem Olakim moment. It was just. Teva, it seemed Tevadik, but in the miracle they saw that Hashem was clearly with us. Even in the Cheshka Sagals, the Cheshka, the, the darkness of Babel, in the darkest of times, when we thought all was gone, all, all hope was lost, Hashem was here with us. And we saw it as miraculous, and these nis, Nigla, but it was miraculous. So, now we're accepting it, we're not accepting it, but it's like, oh my gosh, I was intoxicated. Not in, I'm, I'm not drunk anymore. I'm, I'm sober. There's no, there's no gigas over my head. But I want to accept it. I see that Hashem is always with me. Even when things are not crazy, ruchni, in a normal day, Hashem is with us. And, you know, the older you get, the more you see. If you're, you know, once you develop, like, hashkafa to look out for the Yad Hashem, you'll see it. I think Reb Nassim Achvogel, the Mashkiach of Beis Medrash used to say that somebody who looks for Ashkacha Pratis will find it in every footstep. If, if you don't ever see Ashkacha Pratis in your life, it's because you're not looking. You're just busy with Teva. You're looking, you know, this and that. Once you get, like, glasses on that could see through the Teva, you'll see tremendous Ashkacha Pratis. Every single thing. Whatever, whatever happens, if it's good, it's, it's Hashem. It's bad, it's Hashem. You'll see that Hashem is really, you know, watching you, protecting you. And that's a tremendous nechama for us, to know that Hashem is always here, He's always on our side, He cares about you, He loves us. And things that seem really bad, and, and you get depressed, and you have yish, somehow, someway, there's a reason, HaKadosh Baruch is doing it, and, and it's a bracha. And so this is the, the great legacy of Purim, 
is that it's not Matan Taira. It's a it's a it's a reenactment of Matan Taira, but without all of the all of the shock and awe, without all the lights and and you know the the sound and light shows. It was just simple dark blackout, but Hashem was there. When you realize that Hashem is with us, even in this Golos, you want to just re-accept the Taira, but not, but not Bikfiya, but Beratzin, Me'avas Hanis.